How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Hashtag Spread the Sand Season 2. With me on this episode, I bring on a couple of the founders of Canada Beach Soccer, Lucas and Shabazz Kara, as we discuss what quarantine has looked like for team culture and how they've been able to turn it around and still move forward and progress during these uncertain times. If you are located in Canada or are just interested in learning more about Canada Beach Soccer, you can follow them on Instagram at CanBeachSoccer. Uh, they post a lot of great content from training and pop-up events when they can have them. And without further ado, hashtag Spread the Sand, Season 2, Episode 7, Canada Beach Soccer. Yo, what's up, dude? Long time, man. I know. How's it going, guys? How's how's quarantine treating you? Ah, it's going. Dylan, I think this is the first time we've met face to face. We've yeah, talked I think so. Bunch over Instagram, but face to face. So great, yeah, great to meet you. Yo, I got to, uh, uh, I got the, uh, I got the, uh, the tank. It's awesome, man. I'm gonna rock good. it, and uh, yeah. I'm gonna take a couple. But I'm gonna try and get out to the sand today, actually, because it's nice outside finally. So yeah, finally. Yeah, um, and then you saw, man, the tough socks. Do you guys try them? They're good, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's funny because a lot of the people from the East Coast are pretty stoked about it too. Because like you guys know, like in California, it's not always that the sand gets too cold or too hot. But like on the East Coast, like where I'm from, Virginia, like during that tournament, it'll get hot, it'll get super hot or super cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny, man. The guys were chirping me. Um, <laughs> across the squad and then the guy who was chirping the most mark lucas messaged me yeah. so one of our best players messaged me he was sending i was like send a video to all of us and he's like sends all these like hilarious videos and then he messages me on the side he's like by the way i'd love to try those tough stuff hey man uh, <laughs> i don't care how they look Dude. i just want to try them too yeah they're a lifesaver man like especially here getting to this time like it, the, it will literally have like i don't know it'll be super sunny Everyone's like, oh, like, we're good. Like, let's take off a few layers. Like, we're fine. Two minutes later, like, the shade kicks in. We're like, oh, no, we need this. this." I remember a few of the guys didn't, like, because we didn't have enough for all the guys, right? So a few of the guys didn't wear them, and a few guys did. Like, the guys that were wearing them, like, running up and down, they're perfect. The guys that aren't, they're, like, trying to dig their their feet into the the sand. Just like, guys, I'm fucking freezing. I can't Dude, I bet, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so what have you all been doing outside of i see you guys doing trainings and it seems like you got more people coming out too am i wrong so no, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll i'll take that pass that to lucas because um the reason i wanted to invite lucas on here is lucas is our co-founder right myself lucas and andre co-founded the team um and it's cool because i get to do this stuff with you right dylan i get to do the media the pr the um, all the different, uh, beautiful, uh, you know, be the face of Canada Beach soccer. But, you know, there was a <laughs> moment there where there was the pandemic and no one was doing anything. And, you know, we were trying to do Zoom sessions and we were trying to, you know, just get the guys together. And there was a lot of like back and forth and, you know, do guys show up for Zoom workouts on Sunday mornings or not? You know what I mean? And then some guys started going to St. Lucas is the one, um, and I told him this last night, Lucas, you're the one who held the team together through the pandemic and put the pieces in place to really be able to drive us forward. So Lucas, talk a little bit more about that, man, because we were in a place where we were not doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. I would say like, yeah, man, there there was a point in time where like Baz, Andre and myself were kind of like, guys, like 
what do we do? <laughs> we don't know what's coming up. Like it, it was not scary, but it was, it was different for us. Right. Cause um, every year, I guess the, the building up to where we are now, it's kind of been, okay, we start the year, we have our plan and then we just execute that plan. And it's like, okay, we, we've done our first event. Great. Let's move on to our next event or let's move on to summer sessions or winter sessions. Right. So it's kind of like, we get to that, we get to Italy, then we kind of die down after that, get, get, let the players have some rest. And then we replan in that, in that kind of time period. Whereas at this one, it was like, okay, we did our, our planning session. Like we got all the owners, all our board together. We got like in a room, like I think it was like a four or five hour session, like just hammered out the details for the year. Um, and then we re, we let that sink in, regrouped after, again, just planned out everything for the year, like we would typically do. And then it's like, all right, uh, there's this thing called COVID that's happening around the world. People are like, oh, it's just the flu or, oh no, this is going to be a big thing. But we were just like, okay, like let's plan, let's business as usual. Right. And then uh, to start off the year, our winter facility that we normally train at, which it was in um, uh, near, uh, where was it? It's been so long since, since we did it. It was called Beach Blast, which was near Yorkdale for, for those of you that are in Toronto and know, know kind of the area. So we would always go there, great indoor facility, great with the owners and everything. And they, I get a call from them and they're like, hey, like, sorry, we have to cancel your sessions for the year or for the winter session, for the winter uh, season. And we're like, okay, like, is everything okay? They're like, yeah, unfortunately we're closing down the facility. And we're like, oh no, like COVID got them. And surprisingly enough, it wasn't COVID. It was like other stuff that happened, which is fine. Um, but yeah, so we're like, oh crap, we don't have a place to train in the winter. So whatever, we call, start calling places. And I know it's a little different where you are, but to find a place to play beach soccer, especially in the winter, it's not easy here. There's like maybe one or two and it's really converting beach volleyball. Um, and they don't even like want to deal with beach soccer, like liabilities and all that. So it, it's pretty difficult to get one. Thank God we found a place, uh, North Beach. Um, again, kind of the same area. The guys were good. So travel wasn't that bad. We're like, okay, great. We're back in it. We're getting our winter session. Paulo's coming out. He's running, running the session. Great. Finish the session. One week later, I get a call from them. Hey, we're closing down the facility. We are uh, COVID's, oh, COVID's increasing, blah, 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 blah. We can't have people training. We're like, great. We're back to, <laughs> to square one. Right. So again, Baz, myself, Andre, we kind of get on a call. We're kind of like, Hey guys, like, where do we go from here? We don't want to, we kind of want to listen to the government and, and don't want to get like people at risk or anything. Rebels, like that. man. Rebels. Right? Yeah. The rules the regulations. And at this point, like, again, it wasn't like what it is now or like the severity that it is now. It was still, okay, there's this thing called COVID. It, it, it's kind of increasing. It's not obviously more cases. It was fresh. It was like yeah, known to be exactly. bad, but not bad yet. No one knew what it really was. No one still knows. So we're like, <laughs> yeah, we're planning. We're like, okay, well, maybe we can do some like workout sessions, like just go for a run outside or do some dry land training. We're like, okay, great. <laughs> we're about to set that all up. 
locked down. We're like, oh my gosh, what else could happen now? Right? It was, so, lockdown. It was, Again, we're just planning, planning, planning. And then I think Baz or, or Matt, one of you had the great idea of let's do a Zoom session, right? Like, let's get Matt, uh, Matt Liang. I know you guys mentioned him in the last podcast, but our partners at Foundation Physio. Shout out Foundation Physio. (laughs) So yeah, we were like, okay, let's every Sunday, let's do a Zoom session, do workouts. So we got that going, which Baz, like, I think you can, you can attest to this, like that kept the team together during the lockdown, like kept people sane. Uh, Like, again, we went from being free, being, uh, going out on the weekends, meeting each other during the week for coffee or something to you couldn't see anyone right? Yeah. So, Baz, so, I don't know if you want to speak a little bit more to sure, that. So, so Dylan, man, obviously, you and I have been talking nonstop throughout this whole thing. I've been following you, you know, you've been seeing some of the stuff we did. So I think the biggest thing for us was we went in, like Lucas said, and we had the strategic plan, you know, we wanted to run kids camps, we wanted to really drive and hammer home the game of beach soccer, we had a successful year last year, we won trophies, we threw kids camps, we yeah, threw football tournaments, we introduced human beings to beach soccer more so. And so we got this board of directors. We have this beautiful strategic plan, four hour meeting, we come out of there, lockdown hits. And so the biggest thing for us is how do we maintain the culture of the squad? Um, Because in that environment, now you start to see, oh, it's a Zoom meeting Sunday mornings at 9 a.m.? I don't want to come. Now you start to see what guys on the team are actually committed to the longevity of this, which was huge going into the summer because we'd be training in early April outdoors, um, which was a blessing in disguise because we, we, we trained at a popular beach in Toronto. Um, and so we got a lot of people coming to watch us, right? Yeah, which was there nice. you go. But we'd be training outside in April or training outside in November. And then you can see the guys who actually want to come, right? And who are serious about the game. And that right there drives a different level of quality within the club right because now guys now guys are competing for their spot so we'll talk about this in a second but like this summer we were able to get three four top-notch players to come out including Dwayne Di Rosario um, who is a former MLS MVP former like player at Toronto FC scored a bunch of goals Canadian international Um, but it's like that commitment and that just like grind through mentality um, of there's practice are you here yes or no um, come it allowed us to almost weed out some of the human beings and also it was strange because COVID man like Lucas keeps mentioning it's COVID and like you never know because now everyone's like okay I don't know if I can come to practice right because of- everyone's hesitant on coming through yeah. and so and so for us as a leadership group what do we like how do we say like what do we do right and so it was like n- interesting from a leadership perspective navigating those conversations because you can't really say hey it like come anyways, you have to be like, mm-hmm. all right, like fine, come when you're ready. But in the interim, we got to keep going. And so then, then there started to be a gap in the way in which we were, the levels at which we were playing at. Because if you, you know better than I do, Dylan, if you don't train on the beach for even a week, yeah. <laughs> you're it's different, man. It's different. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so hopefully that answered your question. I know it was, it was, it was, it was long-winded from us, but just so much has happened yeah. the last time we spoke, Dylan. So I'm, I'm interested though. Um, Talk to me a little bit about how you stay engaged virtually outside of those maybe one virtual Zoom sessions, right? Because I help oversee sport club teams at universities. So here at UC Santa Cruz, I help oversee sport clubs, and they're all student-driven. And the number one complaint I've, I've heard from sport club teams that I've met with and, like, tried to touch base with is, like, 
they can't seem to corral their their membership, their community, because you know they're already doing Zoom meetings academically. Why do they want to hop on another one and like just stare at another screen? So talk to me a little okay. bit about how you kept that kept that group together. So you're right, man. It, it was a lot of fatigue, right? It's it's something that we talk about today. It's like most people, um, humans aren't going to be able to be around individuals or in groups now because they haven't been around people for so long. So what's that going to look like for us? Um, you know, we knew there was going to be a, a moment in time where we could train, we could go outside, things like that. But you're absolutely right, man. The Zoom fatigue was real. People didn't want to come on Zooms. I mean, Lucas and I would be uh, on the meeting at 9 a.m. Sundays. No one would be on there. You know what I mean? Uh, and then we'd be like messaging. We'd be like, guys, are you coming? Like, you know, three or four guys would show up and we'd be like, oh, thank you so much for coming, whatever the case is. But I think what we've done pretty well is, um, I think it goes back to that cultural piece. So it's like, we can't pay you to be on the squad today, but what we can offer you is an opportunity to train with some elite players, um, to be part of a club um, that has a winning pedigree and that is going places um, and are the pioneers of, 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 of this game within like this country, right? And so for us, it was absolutely the Zoom meetings. It's having the WhatsApp group, which is so high. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. Just even having jokes in the WhatsApp group, sending videos of each other, like building the culture, right? That sort of stuff. And then there was constantly, man, the ability to just like, you know, I'd be calling Lucas, I'd be calling Andre, like just the interconnection and building the micro bonds within the teammates are so key. And so us as a leadership group helping facilitate empowering other guys to take responsibility. So I think um, like Mark, for instance, Mark Yankovic, um, he's wicked. He's, uh, you've seen some of his goals, I'm sure. Yanks. Yeah. <laughs> really good. But you know, he bleeds for the team. Yeah. And so Lucas, Andre and I recognizing that we're like, Mark, why don't you take care of some of these things and, and, and own this side of things. And so throughout the process, the zoom fatigue was real, but at least we helped empower each member to be part of something bigger. And I think that's a big piece of, you know, just how we were able to move the club forward. Cause Mark goes and sets up man, like the night before, like, yeah. you know, he, he, he carries the, I wish we had a picture of it. He carries the, um, all the poles for like the PVC pipe. So, <laughs> literally went to Home Depot, bought PVC pipe because like that said, we were, we were training at a popular beach, but the beach wasn't set up for beach soccer, right? They had volleyball nets here and there, but we had to carve our little own field out in, um, near the boardwalk. And we had no nets. We had no like poles, anything like that. So Mark, being the, the, the guy that he is, and, and Dylan, you obviously know him and been around him. He literally went to Home Depot, bought PVC pipe, and we're, every session, we're digging in the sand, getting these PVC pipes hooked up, putting on the nets, like setting up the field, right? Like before every single session, just so we can train. And I think like that in itself, that's to go on uh, a little bit more about how we kind of stay together. Just like little stuff like that, um, really keeps the team together. Um, you have that little pre-training uh, um, vibe going on. And then also, like you mentioned, the group chat. Mark was a huge, a huge thing in that too. Like Mark recorded every session and would do these quick little clips of players and just send them in the group chat. Like, hey, this is, this is uh, Nico, for instance, or, or whoever, Baz, Andre, whoever. And he'd send these quick little clips of players, like 30-second clips of them um, a compilation of them in sessions and it's like that just gets you going as well as a player and then 
players like, oh, Mark, make one of me, right? So we're trying all these things. <laughs> Mark, Mark did play a huge role, so I really want to give him um, the credit he really does deserve. Dylan, what have you what have you seen uh, other teams? You know, you talk with other teams, the you know the women and men's national U.S. team. What are you seeing that's been working across the board for for teams during this pandemic, especially as it relates to beach um, and and staying together close on that sand? It's about from what I've seen the consistency of it. Like you guys have talked about, like you know when when someone can have something to look forward to and they have that buy-in, like they'll stay consistent with it. Um, so like I was in, I was in Virginia not too long ago cause I'm from there visiting family, but I had the opportunity to go check out, uh, the two female clubs in Virginia and they, the, for the one, for one, they had the, the Miami, uh, national beach soccer league event in December coming up that they're training for right now. So what's, what's that? So we'll talk about that in a little bit, okay. So okay. They, uh, but that event is in December. And so right now they're they're working their butts off to to train to stay fit to just be ready to show up to there because you know they have francis down there so if, if you if francis if you want a shot at the the women's national team or the men's national team you got to get in front of francis because francis is deemed head coach he's going to be looking for talent that's what he's been doing you know making the most out of the situation that he can right now yeah um but these two these two clubs they go to an indoor facility in Virginia Beach. The lights are shutting off like you guys know far too early. So at this point, these girls are going to an indoor uh, beach volleyball facility like you mentioned that the owners of that facility don't mind catering to them. So they'll have one practice like that uh, indoors on sand. The sand's not the same as normal natural sand. Um, it's got a different feel to it, but like, they see the big picture. They see like what it means and what it is to be a part of that team. And it's like you guys said, like the vision of it, right? Like that's what drives them. Um, the guys back here in NorCal have been going and going and going too in Santa Cruz. I mean, they have, like you said, a group cultivated on WhatsApp. They try to keep it consistent to at least two days. And then outside of that, you have guys who are committed enough to want to be like, hey, man, let's do something before Thursday scrimmage day or let's yeah. do something before Sunday's drills. Like – they, they make an effort to do something outside of the traditional uh, schedule. So think, like that, that's what I've seen. And I, and I think to that point, man, with beach specifically, is if you're not getting better in training, you're getting worse. Um, it's, it's, it's like you literally have to continue to train to be better. Otherwise, again, if you're off the sand for a week, two weeks, you're just like, how do I even play? <laughs> um, so it is that consistency, man, in, in, in training and in driving the culture and in, in everything. Yeah, especially that we had a, a lot of new players this year, right? I think it, it was partly due to um, not a lot going on. So people figured, okay, I'm going to be on the sand. I'm going to be on the beach in the sun. I want to do something, right? And they're getting texts or messages from from our players being, hey, come out, come try it out, right? And then partly just from that word of mouth, right? It's friends of friends of friends coming out. So like you said, we'd have our sessions, like our, our designated sessions twice a week, but then on the off days, people would be like, hey, let's four of us get together and, and work on this or that, right? And it was a lot of the new players, like Adrian Can, right? Ex-TFC player, uh, TFC player of the year, Edgar uh, Bar I always butcher his last name, Bartolomeo, right? Uh, again, um, indoor MLS uh, championship with Philadelphia. 
So it's just like having that quality of player out and seeing that they constantly want to develop because you guys know Beach is a different game. Beach is a, a completely different game. So Baz, like you said, if you're, if you're not getting, if you're not training and getting better, you're getting worse, right? Because it's not like you've been playing this for 20 years or so, right? This is, this is new. Strange, strangely enough, Dylan, you know, when we look back on COVID, uh, you, I think it just is like, you know, as human beings, we have two options to look back on the year 2020. And it's like, did you get better or did you stay stagnant? Right. Because I think COVID in a lot of ways was an opportunity. And strangely enough, even though we didn't get to execute all the things that we wanted to do, the kids camps, the tournaments, you know, going to Italy, uh, going to Virginia, because, you know, we would have won that. Um, everyone who's, who's, who's about to battle us in Virginia. <laughs> um, but, you know, we got better. Um, we actually took the time to sit, like, there was a, there was Brian uh, who put out the video of flicking, right? Flicking the ball. We've been playing for three years. We know how to flick the ball. We took that. Mark created his own video. Then for one practice, all we did was fire up flicking the ball, right? And it's just like, this is something that we do all the time, but we took a moment to stop because we had so much time on our hands because of COVID that we could be like this practice, we're just going to flick the ball up and get really really good at it which was lucas a game changer right and in the way yeah, we play yeah, and sure. the way in which we think and slow down the game and which something as simple as that which maybe we wouldn't necessarily have had time for that pre-covid right we wouldn't have had the opportunity to get the right players out get the right feel out um you know work that magic into each other's touches and things like that so i think covid has actually been a really big blessing for canada beach soccer overall for sure Yanks is uh, he's a character, man. When I saw that video, I'm not gonna lie, it, it could still be, but I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, him it was a joke, jab. partly, yeah. <laughs> him partly taking a jab, uh, but no, yeah. And so it's funny, I I bring back the the event in December because uh, I've been told that Yanks is actually going to that event in Miami. So that's why I was interested to hear what you guys thought about that. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, we actually talked about this last time I saw him. Um, it's up in the air right now. It's still in discussion. As most things are, right? Like nothing's. Yeah. <laughs> it's in discussion, so I'll I'll leave it at that. But um, it's good to see that um, opportunities like this are happening. Like obviously, if if it wasn't this time, we would be going there. We would have been going to World Winners, right? That was a huge one we were looking forward to. Yeah. So. Um, it's good to see this and it's good to see that it's, uh, I mean, not world winners in particular, but uh, the one in Miami or, or Virginia, it's good to see that they're closer to home for us rather than having to go across the pond just to, just to play a tournament. Right. Sure. Although that, that tour that y'all do for Italy is dope. Like, oh yeah. Most dope there. For, uh, yeah. Would have been even doper this year, but. <laughs> yeah. I've learned so much. From yeah. That tour. Um, so Dylan, I mean, Dylan, tell us, man, like, you know, you see us on Instagram, we're talking constantly, you see a bunch of different beach clubs. Um, you know, what are kind of some of the top, the top clubs, uh, you know, doing right now? What are, what are some top clubs doing differently? I mean, you get to see it across the whole spectrum, right? Um, are any sticking out to you in specific? Um, you know, obviously you comment on all of our training. We showed you the tough socks the other day because um, we can train in November. So things like that are helping. But what are some of the top clubs doing that maybe we can start to implement in, in, into some of our regimes or, or things like that? Any, anything you can share would obviously be helpful. Uh, I know. I, I just don't know how some clubs are doing what they're doing 
and the protocol that they're doing it, right? Like I'm very knowledgeable or I try to be on what we can and can't do here in the States and like what is to be done in, in North America in general, right? Like that's probably like the extent of what I really know about COVID, whereas other places seem to be, you know, have solved it quicker than us or, you know, have a, a general understanding of what the, the limitations are. Because clubs that stick out to me that are like ones that have been continued to go on and like succeed are like the Tokyo Verdes or like the, the, the Brazilian beach soccer teams or, you know, the, the Portuguese clubs, like they, you know, have that support that you guys are definitely making waves on, which I want to commend you guys on. Um, but not all clubs that continue to play are um, on someone else's dime or are being supported in that way. Yeah. So to not have that support, I think, is is a one obviously bear that you guys are familiar with. That Vaz I'm talking to you about, yeah. you know, last yeah. last episode. We, we, we don't have any resources. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a grind, right? So like, it, it comes back to that commitment. It comes back to who's willing to to practice and play now for something better moving forward. Um, but like like I said, like that team in Japan, Ozu Marrera is the the captain of that team, but he's also now deemed the step in coach for Japan. I think. So he has his team grinding and that whole Japanese beach soccer league grinding and looking at, you know, whenever they play Verde, they're like, all right, we're playing against the head coach of the Japan national team. Like if we ball out, like this is our opportunity to keep going. Like they've cultivated a league that I I'm personally fond of a lot. Like I find myself following a lot of Japanese beach soccer players because they just have like, various club teams they just they have videos of them you know doing drills connecting passes you know trying to make it second nature to where that team chemistry is up um find myself checking out some of the the brazilian soccer league that's going on right now the championship um one of my favorite players datinha is on one team with uh like versus you know guys like we talked about before everyone seems to hop on a team when an event pops up, right? Like if you're not going with your main team, you're hopping on a team and playing. And so like Larank is in the B soccer league playing for Flamenco, I think. And like Rodrigo's on that team also. So like all these like big names are playing in this, this Brazilian championship and like they're training with those clubs that are being supported to go play. So I think support is huge. I think what you can cultivate in an understanding of lack of support is huge. Um, but I also think too, it's like, it's like that culture, man. Like, uh, like yeah. I love what everyone's doing. And I think a league is what we need in North America. I think it's a way for us to continue to grow and step forward. And that's why I think, you know, National Beach Soccer League is huge. If he can get it out of Miami, keep it in Miami for sure. But like, if we can get it out and moving around the, the country, like that would be huge also. That would be yeah. sweet. Imagine, because I mean, you know, you asked us kind of what's next, not to just take your next question, but I'm gonna take it anyways. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's really where we want to go, uh, Dylan. Like, we're we're training. We got the right culture. We want to play against the top teams in the world. We want to show what we're good. I'll make a claim and say the next, you know, eight to eight to twelve years, Canada will win a beach soccer World Cup. Uh, you heard it here for November, it. November. What day is it? November 19th, November 20th, 2020. That's eight to 10, eight to 12 years. You heard it here first. We're winning a beach soccer world cup, but in order to do that, we need to be playing consistently. We need that league. So if it is NBSL coming to, you know, coming out of Miami, or if it is, you know, our own domestic league here in Canada, or if it's, you know, us representing, you know, whatever in the NBSL, like 
what do we need to do together on this call together as a community to ensure that we can, we can start that we can, we can roll forward with that. Cause that is massive Lucas. I mean, we've talked about this constantly about the idea of like a league yeah. and a home base, right? The two of those like make would make us like very much legit. So I'm just curious, man, like what do we need to do as a whole, as a sum to actually get to that place? Well, if you made an event in Toronto, I would fly through for sure. <laughs> Given given post COVID, I would come through. Um, no, man, I think uh, I think I think it's it's those events too. If you stay consistent with having events like that, while also having a consistent team run through, like how did the football tournament go? Like when you guys hosted that, like did you get good numbers? Were people stoked about it? Like amazing, man. Actually, on that, we got good numbers, especially for our first one. Um, a lot of it was through word of mouth again, um, but it's just like. After that, people are like, well, are there any more within the summer? Like, what, what's going to happen? Like, how can we do this more often? How can we come to this facility? Um, and our, our summer facility, uh, Canada Beach Sports, what they started doing was hosting open football every Wednesday. So every Wednesday That's night, awesome. you can come down and it's, it's, okay, it's teams of three or two or whatever, whatever you can put together and open football until the lights go down. You know what I mean? So it's just like, stuff like that it's and I find through through Canada I don't know if it's the same over there but <clears throat> everything's spreading just through word of mouth I mean it people are so uh hesitant to come onto the sand mainly because they think oh it's it's so hard to run in the sand you're off balance it's tiring all that but the second they get into the sand they just they love it they keep coming back they keep asking okay, what's next what what else can I do in the sand football eat um money terms, whatever it is, right? They just want to keep coming out and keep playing. I remember one time um, we had, and this was, this was during COVID too. Um, we were at the beach and I think it was Baz, myself and Mark kind of show up. And there's just these group of people standing where we normally play. And we're like, oh no, like we're not going to get our spot. We walk there and they're like, hey, you, are you guys, you guys are the ones running beach soccer. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but guys, it's COVID. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like, just like that. And it happened to be friends of friends of friends that just kept saying, Hey, there's these guys that play beach soccer every Saturday morning here. Why don't you guys go try Like, try it's nice it. too. It's nice too, because we, we, we get a crowd out, especially like early Saturday morning. You know, when we play at seven 30, we'll, we'll, we'll rip at seven 30 to 10. We have this crowd out and Lucas and I are always like, let's bring a banner, but we can't bring a banner because we're actually not supposed to be playing because it's COVID. So it's like, it, it's like a cop between a rock Fine and a hard balance. Yeah, exactly. and, and just, just on that note, we do take every precaution we can in order to. <laughs> Lucas is like, hey, liability wise, we're, we're hand sanitizer on deck. Like, we are yeah. good. <laughs> well done, Lucas. Well done. Actually, well done. it was funny. One of the guys, because uh, again, we actually do the hand sanitizer. And, and especially for at that point, um, when the new, newer guys were coming out, I mean, at this, at this point, we have our consistent guys. It's the guys, the same set of guys training week by week. But at that point, we were getting the newer guys. And first thing I do, and this is, this is from Andrew, Andrew, who's kind of like our legal guy. He's like, Lucas, make sure you have hand sanitizer and make sure you spray just so you can say you sprayed them. So like every, it's like they walk to him like, okay, guys, before we do anything, just hold out your hands. And they're like, why? And we're like, 
hand sanitizer. Hand. Okay, you're good to go. Because <laughs> you care about their health, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we do. And the other thing I'll say is, like, we always, like, we're very professional in the sense of, like, we always, you know, uh, dress in the right gear, right? We have the Canada Beach soccer logos and things like that. But it's like then COVID, you know, then the restrictions like change. And so it's like, guys, we still practice. We do, but no one rocks gear anymore because we can't actually be part of like an organized. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You know, can't, can't be an organization yeah. like operating. Yeah. And so well, it's, uh, one thing, one thing I want to bring up that I feel like y'all have, you know, and you guys already know this for sure. Like being a beach soccer team that's representing Canada and looking to continue to represent Canada on like a larger scale. Like, I feel like if you drive home the right message regarding all of that, like, you know, you get the talent, right? Not only in y'all's area of Canada, but like that should spread, right? Like any child coming up that's like playing soccer and wanting to represent their nation uh, should be able to do that on the beach soccer platform as well, right? Like, imagine if you had just a bunch of Alfonso Davies coming up to y'all and just wanting to wanting to try out and play and coming yeah. out of college and instead of steering their direction towards one path of professional soccer they're like hey I want to hit the sand like this is something that I appreciate more yeah. um you know I go ahead and, and yeah just on that I mean Alfonso if you want to come out we're more than happy to have you <laughs> like no problem <laughs> <laughs> but yeah on that too like Saturdays, Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that too like that's what we're trying to build too it's like okay as a kid growing up in Canada um you have all these different pathways as far as sports but as far as soccer it's really you, you have field soccer whereas in in Europe and South America it's like okay well you have field soccer you have futsal beach soccer like you have a lot of different avenues where okay you might not excel in one but then you have two others where you can go try and and maybe excel there, right? So that's that's something we're trying to do, but with the beach soccer brand, and, right? And Dylan, for, for, for instance, for Canada, like the, the, the thing is the States has a very good, their the States is getting a good structured program in place, right? Like, you know, obviously the MLS has taken off lots of money. The college, the you know, is massive in the States. You know, there's not a lot of money in soccer in Canada today. Um, oh, and... And now that we have Alfonso Davies, who's lighting up the scene, you know, we're hoping that can be a, a catalyst for more um, involvement in soccer for Canada on the global stage, right? If we can play our small part by doing this, and exactly what you said, man, you should, you're an ambassador at Canada Beach Soccer. You just said that so perfectly. It's like if we can give people opportunities, not only to, to, to have them, you know, go through a system where they can get scouted, paid, whatever, but also teach people new skills where, man, you know more than I. Like when you go on the sand and then you go on the turf, it feels like you're a ballerina right? It feels, it, feels like, yeah. it feels like you can do all the tricks. I went to go play indoor soccer the other day and I just found myself wanting to flick it up every time and play in the air, like every single time, right? Um, and so like we're hoping through like the distribution channels like this, don't, which again, man, you're doing such an awesome job sharing the sport um, through things like football. Lucas did an awesome job and he organized uh, and co-branded a foot golf tournament, which gave us more exposure. That was to sick. That looks, that looked awesome. Yeah. A different community and it's like we're the beach guys and we don't know how to play beach like football like uh, foot golf you know what i mean and it's just like a funny uh funny thing but it's like opening up the awareness between like different partnerships and clubs and allowing that to grow is so key but it, we're so grassroots right now and there's no structure that you know for whoever's watching this and hopefully someone from the canadian soccer association you know maybe we'll send this, maybe we'll send this lucas um but canadian soccer association 
we need, we need some help, right? We need some help driving some structure. We need some help um, curating a path to greatness in beach soccer. And right now we don't have that, but it's cool because together us three, you know, what's happening in Miami, what's happening in LA, um, across the world in Japan. It's like now that's the slow molasses, molasses movement to getting to a place where maybe in 10 years, guys, we're looking and we're, we're, we're overseeing a tournament that's massive and that has sponsors and that has like crowds of thousands of people. And it's cool to visualize that, but there's so much we have to do to get there, which is, which is challenging. You all just need to keep pumping out promo videos of that Italian beach soccer tour. And that, I feel like that'll be enough promotion for anyone to get hype. Every time I saw those videos, it was sweet. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, more importantly, man, we gotta, we gotta prep for Virginia next year. Cause um, we got a tournament to win. Don't we Lucas? Yeah. Are you guys going down as Canada beach soccer? Or is it going to be Toronto again? No, yeah. if we're going to go down, it's going to be as, as Canada Beach Soccer, for sure. Yeah, I'd rather see red, man. Come on, bring yeah. it down. Um, and I want to ask Dylan, are there obviously, you know, things change in COVID and things like that, but outside of Beach Soccer Worldwide, outside of like a couple of key uh, places, is there like a tur- like a, a tournament calendar uh, for like, you know, people who not only the clubs who want to go, but for people watching who want to follow the clubs who want to, you know, is, is there anything like that that exists? Because, you know, there's Winners World Cup, there's a variety of different tournaments, but like, is there that calendar so that we can start prepping our fans and, sure. and that for, for what's to come kind of thing? Yeah, man. I mean, I think outside of the, the big, big sponsored association events, stuff like that, like beach soccer worldwide will generally push out like a calendar for that. In terms of the stuff that's like in the States, um, I feel like a lot of organizations are kind of like holding their breath on releasing things just because, yeah. you know, I mean, Virginia is coming up in, in June of next year um, and their registration is opening in January. Um, fingers crossed, like nothing F's that up, you know, like, yeah. And I, I applaud them for like turning it around and trying to gear everybody's focus towards next year. Cause like that was a huge loss in everyone who plays beach soccer, at least in North America is like a, a calendar for sure. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I would, you know, I think uh, like you mentioned, I think Brian Eastler's trying to do more events uh, on the, the West coast. I think that there are associations that run through the Midwest and up and down the East coast that uh, one, one that comes to mind is soccer in the sand and they run some events. Um, I'm not sure if they've released their dates yet, but I, if I was a betting man, I would say um, they, they may have provided some structure, but are still waiting to hear, you know, what happens. Unfortunately. Yeah, big time. It's hard to be in limbo right now with, uh, with the world it's where it's at, but yeah, yeah, while, while, while everyone else is sleeping, you know, you just got to be training. Right. Canada Beach Soccer is hibernating right now, just fostering <laughs> all their uh, their skills, honing in. We're, we're training in November, man. Freezing. Our, there was this one. <laughs> there was this one practice we had a couple weeks ago that was like two degrees Celsius. So. Oh my god. Uh, I don't even know. We what needed that the tough socks then. We didn't have the tough socks. Shipped them two weeks earlier. <laughs> and after the first, after after like the first, it was like eight a.m. Like the sun wasn't even really up. You know, so cold, and like after the first warm up, your legs are like your feet are like bricks. You feel like you're 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 you can't like move your feet, and then the sand starts to warm up, and then you like get the competitiveness flowing. You know, you just need to you need to front load those practices with thirty minutes of Tim Hortons, and then you go. (laughs) That's what you need to do. Yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. yeah, man, this is this is awesome though, and uh, and we appreciate you having us on, Dylan. It's always a good yeah, conversation. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, you guys, you guys rock. I appreciate you taking the time out of your mornings to come chat with me. If you, for those of you listening, Lucas is rocking one of their nice polos. 
uh, Canada Beach Soccer repping. Boz From is Anaria. Got to give a shout out to Anaria. Always Boz is just rocking a black yeah. t-shirt. I don't know. What <laughs> um, uh, quick, 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 quick. Because I told Tough Socks we'd do this. Tough Socks, you guys rock. Um, I was so blown away by those Tough Socks. We used to chirp everyone in Italy being like, why are those guys rocking socks? We don't need to do that. Oh, dude, 100%. It's the culture. <laughs> and, they the, and they have the rubber underneath, so you can like really step on the ball and get it up. And it's it's money. I'm, I'm a big fan of tough socks. And, and uh, that's not only from Baz. That's that's from the full team. Baz is like, guys were, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, you should see their eyes just light up when, <laughs> when they come out. Like, Baz, what, what are you giving us, right? And then... They put them on, they train with them. Everyone's like, oh, like, wow, I like the grip. I like the individual toes. Everyone's feet are toasty at the end of training. <laughs> so, yeah, no, for sure. Got, um, tough socks. Great job. Keep doing what you're doing for yeah. sure. Yeah, guys, if y'all are interested in purchasing tough socks, uh, you can use code spread the sand, all one word, and get 35% off. A subtle plug for uh, Shabazz and Lucas' praise on tough socks. So, yeah, if y'all are interested, Check out what they're doing. Not everywhere has nice sand, uh, whether that be cold, hot, or coarse or grainy. Um, you know, so check them out. Protect your feet for sure. But guys, thank you for coming on here again. Uh, Boz, for you, Lucas. I'm I'm glad I finally got to meet you in a little more visually. Uh, be yeah. able to see you. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Glad but to no, be here. Lucas is our our most handsome founder, so I figured the camera camera today, I'd I'd bring him out. (laughs) No, no worries. I'm going to need a picture for you guys for the the cover of the pod, so we'll we'll make that happen. Uh, But no, I appreciate you guys. It's always fun talking to you, um, especially starting off your Friday morning with a conversation about beach soccer. I don't think you can beat it. So appreciate y'all, and I'm excited to see y'all ball out in Virginia. you guys better win at this point. You guys are talking big. We have to. No going back now. I was about to say a World Cup in eight to twelve years and a Virginia <laughs> Beach trophy. That's that's big, big man. You heard it here first, man. You heard it here first. We got to get. We got to get training. Lucas, organize the boys. Let's get after it right now. I was about to say you guys are hopping out right now. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys and uh, excited to see what you can do uh, moving forward. And you guys are always killing it. So appreciate you. Cheers. Thanks, appreciate you, dude. Talk yeah. to you.